It's October 13th, 2013, and you're listening to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm Laura. And I'm Larry. And it's a two-drink minimum, so grab your glass and let's get started. Welcome back, everyone. Here we are. How many days from Christmas now? I heard that on the stop it. I heard stop that on it the right news now. The other, I'm like, it's the middle of October, and you're telling me how many days it is till Christmas. Okay, I was almost calm <laughs> until you said that, and now you're stressing me out. Well, I'm like, I'm like, no, 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 no. We have to get through Halloween first, at least something, please. Oh yeah. And then I walked into the Lowe's the other day, and they had Christmas trees out. I know. We went to the cutest little kids' fall festival at our at our local nursery where we had. Yeah pumpkin decorating and story time and we turn the corner and there's christmas trees and we the other mom that i was with and i went no run away run away don't look at it it'll burn your eyes it's just oh yeah it was like oh my gosh i cannot believe it poor pumpkins are like the stepchildren to christmas trees thanksgiving (laughs) i mean everybody's a stepchild to christmas it seems like yeah but yeah well you know it's it's of course halloween still is what two weeks away yeah. So that's around the corner. Well, and and my big thing was everyone's joking that, you know, we need to get a peg leg for Jenny and dress her up like a pirate so we can take her out trick-or-treating. Yeah, she needs uh, a little eye patch. A little eye patch and a little wooden leg. Yes, so. Jenny is Larry's precious, precious little girl. <laughs> yeah, my seven-year-old bass and hound <laughs> has been costing us quite a bit of, of money lately. But, uh... Um, She's doing good. We actually had to, she had a tumor on her leg and we actually had to amputate the leg. And I brought her home last Wednesday. Yeah, that's just been since Wednesday. And she's hopping around the house like she's always had three legs. But, you know, it's a sort of weird adjustment because you look at her and you're like, there's something missing. I just keep picturing her kind of tipping over. Like, well, no, she's good. She she can keep her balance. She's got really good balance. But, you know, you look at her from one side, she looks fine. And you look at the other side, you're like, okay. Well, and basset hounds are already so low to the ground right. and so kind of stout anyway. Yeah. That well, that's what my vet was con- the surgeon was concerned with. She said, "Well, I've never amputated a basset hound's leg before, and I don't know how they're going to do mobility wise." Mm-hmm. See, most dogs adapt really well, and it's it was a back leg instead of a front leg, which makes a difference and all that stuff. But um, the vet was concerned. She said, "I didn't, you know, don't know how she's going to do." And we're like, "Oh gosh, are we going to have a look?" The little basset hound cart to wheel around the house. And, <laughs> anyway. Well, at least she could, you know, bedazzle it and make it, you know. Make it her own. Make it her accessory. Right. You know, every girl's got to have good shoes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get a nice little new new jewel to call her make her feel special. Perfect, yes. And, of course, having to deal with all this, James and I were having dinner last night. We're talking about, you know, so what are you going to podcast tomorrow? I said, yeah, we're going to podcast tomorrow. I said, what are you going to talk about? I'm like, I have no idea. He goes, you know what you could talk about. And I was like, ha ha, I mean, that's a great idea. So what we're going to actually spend today's podcast on is, is something that you don't always, I mean, you wouldn't normally think about, you know, if you don't have a pet, of course, you're not going to think about it. And most people don't, you know, have the level of issues that <laughs> <laughs> our, for some reason our dogs seem to have here lately. And that's about how do you make the home accessible for a disabled pet? I mean, someone that you know, you're used to thinking about, okay, as an adult, if if I get in a wheelchair, if I, you know, in a walker, I break a hip, or mom and dad are getting, you know, older and more frail, how do you make the home accessible so that they can get around easily? 
but you don't think about that with a pet until suddenly you got to figure it out. Yeah, we just assume <laughs> that our animals go wherever we go and they adapt like they do so well. And But once you have them back at home and they have to adjust, you all of a sudden realize, oh, what used to work maybe doesn't work anymore. Like right. the doggy door and the where they sleep and where they eat and yeah. so, all these different things. So you are f- learning firsthand what those adjustments have to be on the fly, really. Yeah. Oh, as yeah. it as is demanded. As it's yeah. happening, yeah. So we thought we'd take this podcast and talk about that a little bit. And the first thing we really wanted to touch on was what we all call the cone of shame. <laughs> you know, the, the dog comes home and they've got that big plastic thing on their head which creates its own unique issues. Right. Well, I happen to have a 10-year-old German Shepherd mix. Her name is Tiva, and she really, thank goodness, has been has been pretty healthy. And so just recently she had to have um, – she just had a hot spot on her paw, so they gave her the cone so that she could she would leave it alone. It. Yeah, because uh, that was the problem. She just wouldn't leave it alone to, to try to help it heal. But the problem is, is that she's pretty slender. I mean, even though she's she's a, a big girl, 65 pounds or something, she um, her shoulders are not all that wide. You know, she's not a bulldog or anything. So this cone physically makes her wider than she normally is. And so, and of course, she's got a pretty thick neck being a shepherd, and, and so this cone is big. So her normal path of travel between the couches or down the hallway through doorways is not the same as it used to be. And so with this cone on, she was catching the edge of the cone. And, of course, she doesn't realize she has to back up and unhook herself from the... She just wants to keep going She just wants to keep going. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, she's going to snap her neck. This is going to be horrible. And so we literally had to grab her and back her up. Like, we should have put beepers on the back (laughs) of her like a truck, you know, to to reroute her. And so we realized the same thing with that, that we had to make adjustments in our... You know, how, where did we put the coffee table in relation? Because normally she likes to lay under the table or kind of wedge herself between the table and the, and the couch. And that certainly wasn't working anymore. Right. So we've kind of had similar issues just in the fact that we had to physically move furniture and physically move where her water and food were and how we approach those everyday activities. Yeah, and you, so you were saying keeping the doors completely open so that she could walk in and not get hung up, I guess, on the door jam or whatever she was going through. Right, exactly, because if she tried to, normally she could just, you know, slip her nose between the door and the jam and pop it open if she Uh, wanted to get out. And, of course, with the cone, she can't do that. She's running smack into the wall (laughs) and making these horrible noises in the middle of the night, waking everybody up. And so we had to... I shouldn't laugh at that. I know, but we had to open every door completely as wide as it would go so she wouldn't get hung up in the middle of the night, just... Well, moving from the family room to the bedroom and back. <laughs> yeah, well, see, and, and we've never had that issue with the with the dog with the cones because uh, neither one. Well, Daisy never really had to wear one. Our our old dog Daisy never did, and both Jenny and Cecil don't really chew. They're not biters and kind of. And you've always had basset hounds, right? Yeah, These are all basset, all basset hounds. hounds. And now, when we first got Cecil, the only time he's ever had a cone. He couldn't figure out that he had to lift his head up if he wanted to walk. <laughs> so he'd start walking forward, and his head would droop, and the and the lip would hit the carpet. Yeah, exactly. And he'd stop, and he'd be and he'd back up, and lift his head up, and kind of try to maneuver around, and start walking again. And his head would droop, and it was so sad. We just took it off. We're like, okay, this is not gonna. <laughs> we can't watch you do this. This is too painful. And same thing with Jenny when we brought her home. 
first thing she wants to do is go outside, so she books it straight for the doggy door. Oh, no. <laughs> Boom, with a cone. It's like, <laughs> okay, we need to do something about that. Right. And my big problem, of course, bringing her home was that she kept changing the radio station in the car. Because <laughs> she sits in the, in the passenger seat. <laughs> And she's moving this head with this giant cone on it around, and she's she's like a satellite dish scraping across the dash, hitting the you know radio station. She closes an air vent. I'm like, we're gonna have to get this thing off of you. And luckily, she hasn't had to wear it. But you know, you don't think about those things until they're there, right? And suddenly, okay, I can't get here. You know, if she wants to go outside, I've got to actually let her out. And, of course, in Jenny's case, kind of help her back in because, you know, she hasn't quite figured out the full hop yet. Right. She gets the front legs up and then goes, okay, what do I do with the back leg? Yeah. I'm missing You can't one. exactly slide mm-hmm. in. It doesn't quite yeah, work. Yeah, it doesn't quite work. So, uh, anyway, but, yeah, so we, we we haven't really had to worry about the cone. And didn't you say she got stuck in the flower bed outside? Yeah, yeah, but that's <laughs> a, that's not a cone issue. That's that's just a... That's just the one leg issue. Just the one leg issue. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Poor well, girl. and something something else that we actually experienced with our our past dog, and I know you're experiencing this with Tiva now, was that our old dog Daisy, uh, about six months before she passed, started having arthritis in her back. Mm-hmm. And what was happening was the the, the vertebra and the spine were starting to want to fuse together. Oh, and so she was getting very getting in and out of the doggy door was going to be more of a challenge because. From the inside, it's only maybe two and a half inches up off the floor. From the outside, it's about a good foot drop oh, from, from wow. the doggy door down, and which wasn't all because she had long legs and she could hop in and out, and even sure. Cecil could hop in and out. But um, what ended up happening was the day that she actually we had to have her put to sleep, um, the contractor showed up and built us a doggy ramp. But you don't think, okay, I'm, I'm building a handicap ramp for my dog. <laughs> to the doggy to door. To the doggy door. Um, but it worked out. I mean, you know, she never really got to use it. But, of course, Cecil and Jenny both use it. And it's worked out great. But, but you well. think about the thing, arthritis, you know, they're, you know, it's getting harder to move. It's getting, you know, and I know you said Tiva's got something going on in her in her in her hind legs, yeah, in her hips, the vet had said that just it went normal with age that they start losing muscle tone mm-hmm. back there, and so she was having less flexibility. You could tell when she would just in her normal stride that she wasn't stretching quite as far as she used to when she was younger, and mm-hmm. um, so little adjustments like that, and just jumping up onto her favorite chair was becoming an issue. And it was only sixteen or eighteen inches above the floor, but it was just enough to be hard to get those back legs up. Mm -hmm. So we ended up getting rid of the chair and getting her a nice padded bed to lay on the floor that she could just crawl, you know, walk on it too and and curl up. But yeah, so little adjustments like that. And this is, I mean, she was our dog before we were married. So she's been with us since a puppy and it's really the only dog we've ever had where we've had to live through the old age, you know, because by the time our dogs at home when we were in elementary school and high school got old enough to go through this. I was already off at college, so I didn't have to see it day to day. Yeah. So, um, so this is kind of a first time experience for my husband and I yeah. having our own, our own dog. Well, and, and, but how'd she adjust to the bed? Was she just really upset that she got rid of where, Where's my chair? 
A little bit. It was um, a couple more of the turnarounds, more than usual. You know mm-hmm. how they have to turn around seven or eight or 12 or 15 yeah. times. Uh, she had to definitely massage it and make sure that that, that pad was, okay. was, yeah, was right where she wanted yeah. it. No, no Je- she loves Jenny it. Jenny upends the, there's a, a square, a square pad on the floor and then there's a doggy bed that sits on top of it. It's in kind of a corner in our bedroom. And every night, Jenny goes over and flips the doggy bed <laughs> over and makes grunting noises and scratches and stuff and flips it over and then lays on the bottom of it. <laughs> lays on it with it upside, with it upside down. down. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, she right. likes it the way she likes right, it. But it's comfort. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. So, well, and, and the other thing, too, with the arthritis, you, know, you think about um, we're used to feeding our dogs on the floor. Mm-hmm. Just to set the ball on the floor and let them go. And if you, especially if you have a bigger dog, you think about that. If they're getting arthritis in their neck or their, you know, elbows and shoulders and whatnot, bending down to get the food, mm-hmm. you may end up having to actually raise the dog bowls up just to make it easier. And you were even saying that even with the cone to pull the dog bowls away from the wall so the dog could actually get their head. Yeah, it took her a few tries to figure out that she had to sort of approach it in a different way to get the bottom of the cone down to the floor first and then tilt her head forward so that basically all edges of the cone circumference were touching the floor and and then she was able to to reach the food, yeah. which probably sounded really weird. I'm sure eating inside that cone, but unless oh, all echo yeah. going. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, and had we needed to have her wear it longer, we probably would have had to come up with some sort of elevated. But I thought anything elevated is just going to move the problem closer oh. to her, not really solve it, unless we have just the bowl elevated with you know nothing around it. Right. So that would have taken a little engineering or searching well, on the web or something. Well, you know, that's the architecture part coming out. There we go. Well, I did have to trim part of her cone and. You know, a couple weeks in, she was already like, she had rammed it into so many things it had cracked in one place. And (laughs) yeah, so we were all learning. (laughs) Well, and and for us, the, you know, the, like I said, the big thing is, you know, watching her with, you know, you don't think, you always think about your dogs having all their, all their legs, you know, that's just going to be the dog. Or the cat. Even. We, we can't. And I'll, we will apologize now to everyone out there who's a cat person. We don't have cats, so we can't speak to that experience. And I've never actually seen a cat with a missing leg or having that kind of issue. You know, think about that. And the cats live so much longer, too. Yeah. We, my husband's allergic, so we want to. I grew up yeah. with one, but well, and we James won't have one. allergic as well. So, yeah. 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 Well, and I just can't imagine. Cat in the house. Dogs in the house. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so we apologize to people who have cats, and honestly, if you want to send us, you know, suggestions or comments about, you know, how if you had that experience with a cat and what you had to do, I'm certainly interested in hearing it, because you know we we are very much dog people, so from our perspective, this is what's this is what you do to accommodate something that is a sizable. You know, Jenny was 60 pounds, but right. she lost a leg. Now she's down to 49. <laughs> But she was sixty pounds before she lost a leg, and that's a sizable, sizable dog. So, and even at forty nine pounds, she's still sizable. Well, sure, she's a big girl. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah, but, but missing that limb suddenly, we're like, okay, just maneuverability around the house, because you you pull up in the driveway, and the house is two steps up, actually mm-hmm. one, two, three steps up into the house. And today, I had to take her around the the side because she just got to the steps and looked at it like. Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> I just don't have this in me right now. Yeah, no, not so much. <laughs> so, um, 
um, just getting well, and even the ramp. I mean, you took her on the back so she could go up the ramp, but you guys had to add grip tape to the ramp, right? Oh, yeah. Once she got home. Yeah. Um, the first day she made it, I think she was so excited to be home, and that she, when she finally got the cone off and she could go out the doggy door, and she went out the doggy door, hopped off of the platform. Oh, my. Of the ramp platform. And then when we did her business, and then immediately ran up the ramp and back inside. I think she was just thrilled to be, you know, not at the vets and out of the car. She I'm sure. Um, Probably but, when she can't tune the radio either, that's a pain. Oh, sure. <laughs> when you can't put on the station, you like to listen to. I mean, really. I know. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, but, but she was suddenly, after that first day, she was having trouble getting up the ramp. And I thought, okay, we're going to have to put some grip tape. So I went to the Home Depot, and I'm like, I'm buying grip tape to put on a ramp for a handicapped dog. This is just, <laughs> how do I explain that to people and make it make sense? But, yeah, we had to put grip tape on there. And once that's done, she's been actually pretty she can good maneuvering. not slide out yeah. there, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the weirdest thing by far was, you know, we the house is fairly open. It's easy to easy to get around. We don't keep doors closed, really. So she can come and go. She hangs out in the office, sleeps, sleeps on her food mat. It's her special place. <laughs> She'll sleep on her the little rug we feed her. We put her, her dog food bowl on. Um but she also likes to sleep sometimes between my side of the bed and the wall. And there's not a lot of space there. And the other day she came over to that side and suddenly realized, oh, crap, I've got to turn around and get out. <laughs> and normally it's you know, it's just a little bit of maneuvering for her. But, but she has a back leg she has to hop on. So she can move the front legs and hop the back leg. And move the front legs and hop the back leg. <laughs> and she finally got herself turned around and so she could exit the, the space again. But I'm like... It's like a 21-point turn. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, <laughs> and Laura was nice enough to bring up the, the Austin Powers, the first Austin Powers movie where he's in the, like, the electric cart in the, in the corridor and he gets it, <laughs> somehow gets it stuck um, perpendicular to the walls. He's pulling forward three inches and backing up three inches and pulling forward three inches and backing <laughs> That's what my dog was That was doing. the visual I had of Jenny yeah, <laughs> trying to turn around. She finally got out. So uh, we have to kind of keep an eye on <laughs> Keep an eye on that. Um, and, of course, the, the vet had said to us that, uh, as I mentioned earlier, that she wasn't sure how she was going to do um, mobility-wise because she'd never experienced it with the Bassett. Like, you know, they're fairly low to the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, they tend to be... You know, most dogs, most of their weight's in the front, as is a basset hound, but she still wasn't sure. And so there was a possibility of always going to what would happen, like any dog that was either missing multiple limbs, like both back legs, or had a, you know, broken, had broke their back and had no use of the, you know, their limbs, the possibility of actually putting her in a doggy wheelchair or a doggy cart. And I thought, getting that around anyone's house you know we think about an adult-sized wheelchair oh yeah you know is is cumbersome it changes everything yeah. but you know you you can if you're operating it you're guiding it pretty well so you think about a you know doggy wheelchair which you know fits the dog size so you know it's not huge but that dog's going and she's not thinking straight line <laughs> right exactly she's like, just, why didn't that couch get out of my way right, how rude just through the house you know and, right and so <laughs> Something, something to think about you, and and they have all sorts, which is amazing. Um, I posted a question to the North Texas Bass and Hound Rescue where we got her, and said, "Does anyone have any experience with this?" And the only person to reply initially was someone saying, "Well, you know, if, if it turns out she can't get around on her own, 
you know, here's a website for all these, you know, wheelchairs and carts and, oh my gosh. and stuff. And it's this huge website. Wow. And so. Doggy you know, assistive <clears throat> devices. Yeah. Yeah. But, you Interesting. Know, we think about that with our parents. We don't think about it with our pets. But they're right. out there. I mean, I, I mean, I would think almost anything for a human you're going to find for a pet. I would imagine. Even prosthetic legs. You you would not believe it. You are kidding. No, but if there's, if they're, um is a you know a portion of the leg left that can actually fit a prosthetic oh leg, my gosh. so the dog will still have four limbs. You can't do it. apparently you can't do it with a cat because cats, um, from what I understand, will have nothing of it. <laughs> uh, probably it hinders their jumping ability, probably. which is probably a drag. Yeah, yeah. but you know, but they they actually do make limbs for dogs. Wow. Yeah, you know, that's why we were talking about getting her a peg leg. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You know, unfortunately, she doesn't have you know the whole leg. It's not enough hip right left. Up, right yeah. up to the hip. I mean, I'll take it right up to the hip. Yeah. So um, anyway, just get the, her a skirt so she doesn't have to show off her her, her stump hip. A little stump right? hip. Yeah. <laughs> With a thought, get a little hula, a little skirt. There you go. Oh no, 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 my poor dog. <laughs> so well, poor and, Jenny. And finally, the the last thing we actually wanted to talk about was um, something that that. Our partner Holly, her her son and daughter-in-law have um, Whippet, who's I think it was um, the daughter-in-law grew up with. I mean, it, this this dog is fairly old, but it's also blind. Mm-hmm. So when they were off on their uh, vacation, the dog had to stay with the mom, and the dog didn't know anything in the house. You know, you, you don't think about it, but uh, this dog's been in the same location. You know, you, they can't see, but they know where everything is. Right. Yeah. So to get around the house isn't a big deal because they're used to knowing, you know, in this case where the doggy door was, where her food was, mm-hmm. where her bed was. All these things was she was very used to. So she knew how to get around. Well, staying with, with Grandma, suddenly this poor dog was completely lost. They said she'd get up off the doggy bed and go looking for the doggy door, which was right next to the dog bed. Right. But that wasn't where it was from her dog bed, uh-huh. where her normal dog dog location was. So it was a whole whole different experience with that idea of if you have a dog that's blind, you can't really move around a lot of furniture. Yeah, you don't make start sure, moving stuff. Yeah, make sure that they're, you know, stay familiar with their surroundings because that's really how they're going to get around. I just picture, you know, these poor little dogs running into sofas and walls and everything else. But oh, yeah. Apparently they adapt fairly well. And as long as you don't go ahead and suddenly change all their environment. Yeah. Wasn't Daisy starting to lose her hearing? Cecil. Cecil is? Cecil is. Yeah. Oh, he'll hear the doggy treat back. <laughs> so is it selective I think deafness? It's, it's a little bit of selective deafness on <laughs> Cecil's part. But no, you can get right up behind him and... And, and he'll not, he'll not realize, realize it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the... Uh, um, our dog sitter... Um, Actually scared him one time. Oh no! <laughs> He's like Cecil, Cecil, Cecil is right behind him. And he like reached out and touched him, and he, you know Cecil just jumped. Like, oh no, you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, Cecil's been slowly going deaf. Yeah, yeah, except for the treat treat bag. Right, 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 right. Yeah, but no, I mean he he doesn't hear the cars pull up. He doesn't, you know. I mean, he used to be sleeping on the couch. He'd hear the car pull. The minute one of our cars pulled in the driveway, he'd be off the couch at the front door. And that good of a hearing. Yeah. And I'd be okay if Tiva didn't hear the trash truck go by. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing, too. seven in the morning. Yeah, Cecil would get out there. That'd and be he okay. He would just attack the trash truck. Yeah. 
And then we come back, turn around and come back down the other direction because I had to pick up the stuff on the other side of the alleyway. Oh, good. And so he got two opportunities to just go bananas. To give them what yeah. for, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, well, and finally, what we wanted to close with on this was that, you know, we think about, and one of the things that we think about as architects as we are designing a home, regardless of who the home is for, we th we'd like to think about what this home is going to be in the future and how do we make it accessible now and how do we approach that so that there's no, you know, 30 years down the road, they're not having to come back in and revamp everything. And so I guess in that same aspect, you know, when you're thinking about your home, think about, if, you know, what, what kind of pets do the owners have? And what sort of accommodations might you possibly have to make in the future and how does that happen? Um, in this case, I know a client, we're building them a new house and they have two sizable dogs, don't they? Mm -hmm. And they're in crates. They have their crates in you know, one part of the house. Yeah, we're building them a mudroom that has access to the outside to like a dog court where they'll be able to go in and out with the dog door. And they we built them specifically, actually drew their crates in the plan mm -hmm. and so that we know exactly where they're going. So they've got their space and... Uh, but, yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, there are a couple steps down. So we may, may want to make sure that those steps are wide enough that we could add a doggy ramp mm -hmm. at one point and still have enough width for people stairs. Sure. For the, you know, the few steps that we have, like probably what you guys have in the back of yours. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just we don't we always think us. We don't think about us and pets. Right. And what's coming down the road, so. Something to think about for the future as you're as you're as you're working with your clients, or if you are a client and you have because there are people who I know spend their entire lives you know the two or three dogs, you know that's yeah. just what they have. That's just what they're used to, and it's a constant. Oh yeah, I have know. an uh, aunt and uncle, and they don't have human children. They have dog children, mm -hmm. and and have always had dogs. So for them, it's they won't probably ever be without dogs in their in their mm -hmm. home so yeah so if you're that kind of family definitely keep that in mind and where are those dogs going to live and what's you know how do they get around and making sure that it's safe for them and comfortable too yeah well and, and easier for you know uh, there's an ease for you as well as the client or as the owner well in fact you know. in this this house that we're designing they have their crates and right off of that mudroom is a bathroom that we're calling the dog bath because we've designed a rather than do a bathtub, we're doing an actual stand-in shower unit that uh -huh. has the handheld unit that basically is the dog wash. Yeah. And so we've specifically designed the vanity and the you know tile to the ceiling and for the dog shake and uh -huh. you know everything is designed around making it easy to care for the dog. So That's really um, cool. so it'll be really nice because I know it's a pain in the neck when. Tiva gets her, her paws muddy after a good rain. Oh, yeah. And we walk straight in and we're on carpet. And it's like, ugh, what a pain in the neck. So oh, yeah. if we had an area to do that where, you know, transition from mud and not be in the rain, right. that would be really nice. Oh, yeah. You know, Cecil just goes outside. He doesn't care that it's raining. He's like, ooh, water. Yeah. <laughs> and then he yeah. comes back inside sopping wet and we're immediately... Right. We just keep a towel by the doggy door because we know the minute he comes in, it's going to be like grab him, right? Dry him as best we can before he goes running through the house. Exactly. So anyway, so that's the the pet <laughs> the pet podcast today, I guess. <laughs> Something a little different there. Yes, dedicating this time to our finer friends. Yeah, to our yes, yeah, sorry, <laughs> our beloved little children. <laughs>
But anyway, um, I'm, I'm not sure how we're going to clo <laughs> close this out. It's an odd, odd discussion. Well, if Jenny gets her peg leg, make sure you post pictures yes, on our Facebook Je page. If Jenny gets her peg leg, I will post pictures. But I'm, <laughs> I'm having a hard time seeing her with seeing her put up with that for very long. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe yeah. Not. Maybe not. But I'll I'll uh, I'll have to post a picture of her when she gets healed because it's she's a sweet dog. Looks great. Yeah, she's beautiful. But uh, you know, it's that kind of okay. Here we go. <laughs> oh no. We realized the other day that James that. James made the comment as we were leaving one of the the vet's offices. You realize now that that our dogs have more doctors than we do. It's true. <laughs> like, no. Oh like, yeah. yeah, when you're talking about Cecil's oncologist, yeah, and, yeah you know, the surgeon, the regular vet, the oncologist, the internal medicine specialist. You know, it's like there's four different vets who are taking care of two dogs. Oh my goodness. So yeah. But anyway, um, and of course, if you're you're in town and you're coming to the happy hour, this next happy hour. You know, come by and say hi and, and let me know what's going on. If you've got a pet situation similar or something's going on, let me know. Um, or just come by and say hi. I'll, I've got, I do have a picture of Jenny on, on my phone. I can show everyone my pretty little pet with yes. her little missing limb. <laughs> <laughs> of course, no. you can always find us on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter. And you can go to our website, hpdarch.com, and check out the blog. We may have to blog about this a little bit just as things go on. I think so. We need to put a picture of her. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and the ramp. I, and I need to put on a the picture ramp. of the ramp. There yeah. you go. Someone suggested we need to get one of the little handicapped wheelchair symbols for it, but you know, or strike the patio right there, so. <laughs> so no one parks next to it. Do they do they make a stencil with a doggy handicap? Yeah, uh, symbol. I, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> so and hopefully, um, by the time November rolls around and we're doing the next podcast, we'll she'll be up and around like she's always always been and healed up. And, yeah. Ready and raring to go, and we'll be even that much closer to Christmas. Oh, uh. stop it. <laughs> Hope everyone has a fun October and a fun Halloween, and we will see you in November. Yes, take it easy. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Right. Bye.